It affects our mood, you know, our emotional, you know, state is out of whack. We're not thinking properly. We're impatient. We're more likely to make errors and accidents. This is the Begin Within podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit My guest today is Dr. Joe Lichten. She is an energy expert for real people, just like you and me. She blends the science of peak performance with a healthy dose of reality. And she works with organizations to recharge their people for improved performance, productivity, and profitability. She's the author of six books, including the book Reboot, How to Power Up Your Energy, Focus, and Productivity. Along with hundreds of magazine articles, she has also appeared on more than 300 radio and TV shows, including CNN and Fox. So happy to have her with us on the Begin Within podcast today. Here's a few things that I want you to listen for. You know, at the end of the episode, I or at the end of the interview, I'm going to ask her what she recommends for how someone can get started improving their energy. I want you to listen really closely because it's a surprise. Her answer is going to surprise you. And I'll just leave it at that. Two other things I want you to listen for. We talk about the word fuel. Fuel. Quite a bit. I want you to think about the expanded meaning that Dr. Joe focuses on with her clients. And then I also want you to focus on what she says about eating balanced meals in terms of fuel and energy. So please listen closely to that. And here's the reason why I believe this interview is so important and the work that Dr. Joe is doing is so important. You're going to see that it will help you to raise the bar of what you are capable of for so many reasons, because of so many different challenges that we face in our lives, the level of performance that we are able to to deliver is limited. The things that we're going to talk about today, about fuel, about energy, are going to help you to raise the bar, um, to expand your ability and your capacity for excellence. And I think ultimately, that is a huge reason why we're all on this journey. Weight loss, health, fitness, whatever it is, is because we want to be better versions of ourselves. What you're about to hear is going to help you to do that. Here's my interview with Dr. Joe Lichten. I 
I always had a very normal weight. I'm five foot six, weigh, you know, 135, 140, something like that. So I've always had a normal weight, but something happened when I was 16. And, uh, you know, all the magazines that I'd been reading about, you know, losing five pounds, 10 pounds, you know, probably having a better life and a, you know, you know, different boyfriend, I don't remember all those things. I what I do remember is all of a sudden, I started getting focused on my nutrition, and started cutting back and cutting back. And before I knew it, I was anorexic. And in one summer, I lost 40 pounds. So I'm five foot six weighing, you know, in uh, at like 94, 95 pounds. And, um, you know, I recognize that something was wrong. Now, of mm -hmm. course, I didn't think I was too thin at that time. But I what was wrong in my mind is that I was constantly thinking about food. And so that's why I chose the field of nutrition. And what I found out later on is, you know, anorexia, I then developed, you know, bulimia, but those are eating disorders, which are mental disorders, and they require mental work. It isn't just about the food. But for me, I had starved myself for so many years during this whole eating disorder phase that I couldn't do the mental work. I didn't have the fuel in my brain that I needed. And uh, it wasn't until a dietitian who didn't know about my eating disorder, she knew about my low blood sugar. Okay. But anyway, she started talking about how food is fuel. And a light bulb went on in my head. And I started thinking about that. Well, how can I do things, whether it's activity or, or thinking or, or maybe it's just trying to stay emotionally balanced and not mm -hmm. freaking out about things. How could I do that without proper fuel? And so I started thinking about food as fuel and it became less contentious, I guess. Mm. And before I knew it, I had, you know, well, I mean, it took years, but you know, it was really the food part of fueling my body that brought everything else uh, into play and helped me to recover from my eating disorders. Wow. That's interesting though. I, heard you say that, that for you, there was a difference between focusing on food and focusing on eating. Is that right? Well, you know, I think about um, a lot of times people go into the field of nutrition and they're more interested in the food itself, okay. you know, whether it's food preparation or maybe they're focused on the calories and all that kind of stuff. For me, I got involved in this field because I thought of it more of a physiological thing as to what happens when that food gets into your body and how it works. In other words, here's, here's a yeah. simple little thing that I think people don't realize. Um, remember the Snickers commercials? I don't even know if they're still around, but you know, you've got somebody who looks like a monster, they're behaving yeah. erratically, and you give them the Snicker bar and just after one bite, bam, they're back to their normal <laughs> self. And, yeah. you know, it's true, you know, when, when we get overly hungry, we're not ourselves. And it's not just a physical thing where we feel tired, it affects our mood, you know, our emotional, you know, state is out of whack, we're not thinking properly, we're impatient, we're more likely to make errors and accidents. And that's where that fuel piece comes in. This brain of ours, which weighs only 2% of our body weight, actually uses about 25% of all the fuel that our body needs. So when we're under fueling our body, um, our brain can't make mm. decisions properly, we can't think we can't, um, 
stay in a healthy mood. So much of what you're talking about in your podcast, which I wholeheartedly agree, you know, on this headpiece, if we don't fuel that head, fuel that brain properly, we can't do the work that's required. Got it. So, so for me, the big switch um, was helping me to think about food as fuel and not as oh, how many calories are in this, what mm-hmm. kind of nutrients are in that, you know, that, that, compulsion didn't work well for me. Got it. So it was more, I think so often we, I mean, we hear that, I mean, the fitness industry, food is fuel and, and because Mm. of the calories in calories out kind of craze people. And, you know, we can get thinking like food is fuel for movement. You know, we just think in terms, in those terms only. And it is, that's not it. Right. Right. It's it's focus on what it's fueling in your brain emotionally, everything, the way we move, the way we think, the way we behave, the way we respond under stress, all of that depends on the fuel that we give it. And the most common error that I see with people when I'm counseling them is no matter what the situation is, whatever they're complaining about, whether they're complaining about their weight or they're complaining about, you know, their energy, it doesn't matter. What I typically see is people eat very little for breakfast. Lunch is kind of moderate, you know, and then they eat all of their calories in the evening. And as you know, Nate, I mean, calories are a measurement of energy. In fact, if you look it up in the dictionary, that's what you find out. But you know, here we have people that are eating very little fuel, because very few calories in the in the morning and the afternoon, they're eating it all at the evening. And it's not just I know people say this, you don't want to eat it when you're not burning the calories. But in reality, we burn calories 24 seven, it's called staying alive. And, uh, you know, about two thirds, all the calories that we require in a given day is just for our heart to beat for our lungs to breathe, for our brain to process everything. It's just about staying alive. So you really have to fuel yourself throughout the day, not just when you're active. Got it. Yeah, that's good. So before we started kind of our, our interview here, you were telling me about those, those individuals that will come and say, I just need help in the evening. Just help. Yeah. That's my only problem when it comes yeah. to eating. Yeah. Um, how, how is it that you would begin to help them understand? You know what? Um, one of it. my first, one of my first clients, this goes back to decades ago, I was working, you know, now I work for myself and I've worked for myself for, for decades. But at this point I was um, working for a doctor who had referred someone to me. And um, because of the way the office structure was, they had to pay in advance to, to come see me because it typically wasn't, you know, uh, um, accepted on their health insurance and so forth. And she came to me really upset. I don't even know why I'm here. I, I, and I don't have an eating problem. I have a psychological problem. I try to tell the doctor he's not listening to me. He tells me to come to you. And I said, well, you know, you've already paid for the visit. So, you know, why don't we sit and talk and, and see if there's anything I can help you with? And I said, what's going on? And she said, my problem is, Every evening I binge nonstop from when I come home from work all the way until bedtime. And I, and I said, well, you know, let, let, let's start kind of at the beginning, you know, tell me you know, when you wake up, what do you eat? And, and, you know, it was that same story, very little for breakfast for lunch. She was teaching. And she said, I'm lucky if I even had an apple because I didn't have time to eat. She'd pick up um, one of her younger kids from daycare. She'd get home and she said that she would open up her pantry kind of to look at, you know, what's there and what she could have for dinner. And she said, 
I would literally get lost in the pantry, just like eating cookies and crackers and whatnot. And then, you know, the binge would continue into the evening. And she said, clearly, I have a psychological problem with food. It's not, you know, I don't need to see a dietitian. I need a psychologist. And then we talked about fueling and helped her to understand how this all works. You know, if you go all day without eating, and of course, you probably didn't eat all night as well while you were sleeping, you know, most of us don't. So, you know, you're sleep, right, right? If if you're getting up in the middle of the night, that's another whole problem. But, you know, let's just say, you know, there's, you know, six, seven, eight hours that you're sleeping, and then you're working eight, 10 hours, you know, you're going 18 hours without eating when your body still has to um, stay alive, it needs fuel, you know, eventually your body says enough. And I need you to make up those calories, I need you to fuel the body. And that's where the binge starts. And I found that a lot of people are, are mistaken by this. They're like, I'm just sitting at my desk, I don't need to eat or all I did was sleep. I don't, I don't need to eat. And that isn't true. I would much rather people start thinking about fueling their body with three well-balanced meals through the day, a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner. You know, breakfast doesn't have to be at five o'clock if you get up at five o'clock and you don't feel like eating. But at some point, you need to have a breakfast, a lunch, and dinner, kind of space it out through the day. Because frankly, that's how we burn calories. That's what our our body, how our body requires the fuel. Got it. Um, When you mentioned well-balanced, what, what does that, what does that look like? What does that mean to you? <laughs> you know what? Um, you've probably seen the dietary guidelines and the food plates and all that. Probably the best, easiest way to think about food is to look at the Canadian food guide. I think they do a okay. much simpler way. And uh, it's probably something that you can wholeheartedly believe in too. It's about having um, some quick acting fuel, which is our carbohydrate, I'm not saying sugar, but you know, carbohydrate goes into your system, you know, relatively quickly, it gives you a a burst of energy, but it only lasts about two hours. And, uh, you know, remember, carbohydrates digest into glucose, and that glucose just can't float around in your blood until you need it, it has to go somewhere within a defined period of time, or remember, then you've got high glucose, you're a diabetic, right? So your body can only use those carbohydrates for the first hour or two. And then that energy is gone. So one of the reasons why you if you have toast or pancakes or waffles in the morning, you know, you're going to feel fine, but an hour or two later, you're starving. Well, because you had just the quick fuel. So that's the first part of the plate. The second part is to have nutrients that provide you, you know, past that hump, you know, for the next two, three, four, five hours. And that is protein, you know, definitely, you want to have some things with fiber that helps extend the energy of even your carbohydrates, you know, you're going to have a little bit of fat mixed in there and so forth. So for me, the Canadian food guide says, um, and I think this defines it really well as one quarter of your plate is protein, one quarter of your plate is a complex carbohydrate. um, And then the other half of the plate is filled with fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. So you get that blend of energy to fuel you for a good four or five hours until the next meal. So for, you know, for protein, for all you fitness people, you're thinking, well, 20 to 35 grams of protein. That's about what it is. Okay. Got it. Well, thank yeah. you. Cool. Um, and then as people make those adjustments um, to having well-balanced meals throughout the day, what type of 
changes do they experience? What, what could they expect, you know, as they get into those evening hours that were the, the big problem? Yeah. You know, all of a sudden they notice that they're getting home from work and they're hungry. It's dinner time, but they're not like starving. They're not snipping at the kids or the spouse, you know, because they're, you know, feeling overly hungry. They're turning into that Snickers commercial. They, you know, one guy told me he was drinking, he was saying he had no problem with his energy during the day. But what he noticed was when he fueled his body instead of drinking caffeine, because let's face it, a lot of us, we say, well, I'm not hungry because we're drinking caffeine all day long and it's keeping us jacked up. So we feel energized. We don't feel hungry. It kind of suppresses our appetite, which some people look at it as a good thing, but it's really not because you're ignoring your body's fuel tank. It's kind of like driving your car, even though it's showing that it's low on fuel. That's, that's kind of crazy. Um, so one guy was telling me that when he started fueling his body, he, he got um, comments from people that saying like he was a lot more patient, you know, he listened more. In other words, you know, when you have too much caffeine, you get a little jittery and on edge and so forth. And what was happening when he was fueling his body, he wasn't drinking as much caffeine and that changed his whole mood, which was kind of interesting. You know, when you start fueling your body, you feel like moving. So maybe when you're at your desk, you just feel like standing. You feel like walking instead of sitting, instead of slouching. You know, when you're fueling your body, you feel like moving. You're more motivated to move. You probably work a little bit more productively. There's tons of research showing, you know, that when people are properly fueled, they're more productive. They mm -hmm. make fewer mistakes. Um, in fact, when I had a surgery a while back and the doctor came in and said, can I answer any questions, you know, before we go into the operating room, I said, yeah, what did you have for breakfast? And, and he laughed, but uh -oh. I said, seriously, you know, I do not want you to go in and operate on me because it, when you look at medical errors, a lot of times people put fatigue in one of those risk factors associated with making a mistake. So I want to make sure my doctor was properly fueled and good thing he answered that he had had some breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I was thinking I'd that. have to check myself out you now. <laughs> Come back when you've had a good balanced breakfast. Yeah. And, you know, a, a, as a registered dietitian, I speak to a lot of medical groups, um, do continuing education for doctors, nurses, dietitians, other health professionals. And a lot of people share with me that because of their schedule, especially like nurses working 12 hour shifts, mm -hmm. they're not fueling their body properly. You do have doctors who have long operating um, schedules you know, yeah. that an operation might go on for hours that they purposely don't eat because they don't want to use the bathroom. They don't drink enough. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you yeah. know, when you, and and I won't quote the statistics, but look up the statistics about medical errors and fatigues. It's atrocious, wow. you know, and I, I feel like a lot of it is because people aren't fueling their body the way it's supposed to be. Fueled. Yeah, it, it really seems that way. And I think, yeah. you know, as you're saying that, I mean, that's obviously with medicine, we can see that, Hey, th this job is important. Yeah. Who, who of us would say like, Oh, my job doesn't, I don't have to be my best at my work. Like we all want to show up pro uh, properly fueled so we can do so. good work. Yeah. Right. We, we, and not only that, we want to do good work in a, in the shorter amount of time so we can go home and do all the fun things that we want to do, yeah. whether it's with our, our family or our hobbies or whatever. I, you know, you know, when I talk about productivity, it's not just about getting your work done. I, I, I want people to have a, 
good, well-balanced life as well. And uh, if we can work more productively at a quicker pace, make fewer errors, then we can have more time to have fun. Yeah. Wow. Um, I would love for you to tell us how we can follow your work. I know you have a podcast, you, you have a book. Um, what's, what's the best way to actually, I have a number of books. The only one that's in print right now is reboot, um, how to power up your energy, focus and productivity. You can find that on Amazon. Just look up uh, Reboot and Dr. Joe, because so, there's other books named Reboot. My um, podcast is called Energize Your Life. And again, you know, plug in Dr. Joe and Energize Your Life, because there's other podcasts that have the same title. Uh, but the, probably the quickest way is to just go to my website, which is real simple, drjo.com, drjoe.com, just four letters. And you can find links to all of that. You can get, uh, I've got lots of information on my blogs. I've got a bunch of freebies that you can download that provide you with information and even some courses. Okay. Really nice. Good. Before we wrap up our kind of our favorite question for the experts that we have here as guests, what would you recommend as the, maybe the best first step? that someone takes. They're listening and they're thinking, this is blowing my head wide open. This is, I got to do something here. What would be the best first step for them to begin? You know, there's a lot of first steps you can do. Here's one that we haven't even talked about. Um, Because there are people who drink a lot of caffeine. And I've got a video out showing that if you eat a drink a ton of caffeine, even in the morning hours, it can still be in your bloodstream, even into the evening and affects your sleep. And so when I work with people about their caffeine intake, I mean, caffeine is great for increase in focus and attention, but too much increases anxiety affects your sleep. And so um, for people who say, no, 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 I really need my caffeine to wake up. Here's a good first step. When you wake up in the morning, and you go to the bathroom, look in the toilet. If the toilet is the same color as the wall behind me, which is a bright yellow, you're dehydrated. And I'll tell you, I, I'm guessing all of us wake up in the morning, we're dehydrated. So when people say that they, I need more coffee. No, what they probably need is more water. Mm-hmm. And they're getting it from the coffee that they drink. But so maybe a first step is to get up in the morning, notice that you're dehydrated, drink a tall glass of water, because that water will go in your system within about 15 minutes and just low levels of dehydration can decrease your energy or focus, your attentiveness, drink that tall glass of water, feel instantly energized within 15 to 20 minutes. And my guess is you're probably gonna drink less caffeine, gonna be less jittery. Maybe because of that, you won't be ramping down your hunger so much that you'll actually eat a breakfast, that would be nice. So that might be the chain that I suggest that people start it. I, I love it. And we, I, I know a couple of, of um, experts we've had on have recommended that too, because it's, it's such an easy thing to do and you get a significant return that you can, you can sense, um, you know, almost immediately. So um, yep. I, I love it. And that's, yeah, I, I was just talking to somebody this week about what colors your urine, like, how, how are you? <laughs> Because somebody's like, well, how do I know? Like, how much I should be drinking? Hey, you know what? That's your body's giving you a signal every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. if we had more time, that's what it'd be talking about is, you know, starting to pay attention to our bodies. I mean, yeah. we have our, our car tells us 
how much fuel we got in the tank. Our phones tell us how much charge we, we forget that we are quite capable of reading our body, but we've just got to retrain it. Every little kid knows how to read their body. We just forget. Mm. Oh, wow. Well, would you promise to come back? We can talk hey, about that. We could do that. We could definitely okay. do that. Awesome. Cool. Dr. Joe, thank you so much. Thanks, Nate. There are a couple of links that I want to let you know about that are in the show notes waiting for you. One is a link to Dr. Joe's book, Reboot. Another is a link to an energy quiz that she has on her website, drjoe.com. We have the ability to find out how your energy is. It's just a 10-question quiz. And you can also get your copy of 21 Ways to Beat the Afternoon Slump when you go to her site, drjoe.com. Links will be in the show notes for you. Oh, and don't forget, she also has the Energizer Life podcast. So follow her work there and enjoy becoming a better version of yourself by giving attention to how much energy you have, and how you're doing at fueling your energy. I want to revisit a couple of those points that I highlighted at the very beginning of this episode, and one was the word fuel. Especially when we think about exercise. We think about food, we think about calories, only in terms of fuel that... Um, our bodies are like a fire, right? And the food that we eat, the calories we eat are just like um, putting wood on the fire. It's going to burn and we then have energy that we can use for movement. Like we talked about in the interview, it is so, so important to realize that we are fueling much more than just the movement of our body from one place to another or on a treadmill or in a workout, we are fueling ourselves, our uh, our brains, our minds, our, our personalities, right? We talked about that, how the effect of not being properly fueled can actually change the way that we show up in the world. Not just do I have energy to move, but do I have energy to be positive? Do I have energy to be generous? Do I have energy to help others, to give to others emotionally? All of that is fueled by the things that we eat. So it is so important as we are all here to become better versions of ourselves that we give attention to the things that we're eating, when we're eating, how much we're eating, so that we can make sure that we are properly fueled for excellence to become better versions of ourselves. It was interesting too that she talked so much about the balance that we need to have, that we should strive for in our, our meals, what they look like. We're not just eating to satisfy hunger, right? We eat in order to have the energy for the things that we just talked about. So giving attention to the balance, the different types of 
nutrients that are present in the meal that we're eating will properly fuel us when they're balanced. So such an important thing to give attention to how balanced our meals are. Take a look at your meals and your snacks throughout the day. Do they match? How do they match up with what Dr. Joe was talking about? And then finally, that surprise that I told you about when I asked her that question, hey, what would you recommend as the very first step that somebody take? She went back to hydration, back to water as a source of good quality energy, an essential component, and how important it is that we are in tune with how hydrated we are. And that little tip that she gave us about how to make sure we are properly hydrated. I want to encourage you just to do that. Just take note as you go through the day, as you take your bathroom breaks, whatever it is, take note of the signal that your body's sending to you about how hydrated you are. And if you're noticing that you are not properly hydrated, you want to be a better version of yourself drink some water. It can be that simple. And I promise you're going to feel a difference. You're going to see a difference. And like Dr. Joe said, maybe the people around you are going to as well. We're all here to be better versions of ourselves. We're here to be excellent versions of ourselves. And the things we talked about today in terms of fueling can help us to raise the bar of what we are capable of, what we expect of ourselves and what we can give to others. Thanks so much for being here with me. I can't wait to talk to you again next week, right here on the Begin Within podcast. If you are tired of feeling frustrated and disappointed with fitness and you're ready to get on the path of being the healthy person you want to be, just go to beginwithin.fit and click the Join Our Challenge button. I can't wait to support you in your fitness journey and help you to get the results you deserve.